Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we are here primarily for you. We, you and I, are the only ones that are responsible for our health. Everything we do every day regarding choices as to what we eat, what we don't eat, what we should not eat, but we do eat, the level of activity, exercise, getting the right amount of sleep, all those things that we should be doing, but we don't necessarily do, influences our health. Our lifestyle choices basically creates who we are. The environment changes who we are, not drugs. Drugs can be life-saving, but people are on drugs today that really should not be the choice. The choice should be changing the lifestyle, changing the level of nutrition, changing foods that are healthy for our chemistry, for our biochemical function. We can make huge advances in our health if we make the right choices every day. What are the choices? And do you want to make those choices? How sick are you of being sick and tired? Fatigue, loss of energy, aches and pains, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. Many of these are influenced by what we do every day. Not the drugs, not a doctor, no professional is responsible for our health. Nor can they change our health. They can improve our health, but they can't change our health. Health comes from what we eat. We need the right nutrition on a daily basis. Every meal, everything we put into our mouth can either influence our health or destroy our health. Now, it's not done overnight, but over decades, we pay the price for eating junk food, for eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugar. Our diet should be high in good quality proteins, good quality fats, and very low, very low on carbohydrates and sugar. Not even low on sugar, no sugar, no sweetener. I know that's hard because America is addicted to sugar and everything has sugar in it. We consume individually, annually, up to three quarters of a pound of sugar every day. Now that sounds crazy. Somewhere between 250 to 300 pounds of sugar per year. That's a lot of sugar. And it's all usually hidden sugar in prepared and packaged and processed foods and coffee drinks. All the junk that we take into our bodies are loaded with sugar. 
because it influences your taste and your appetite and addicts you to the foods you're eating. Oh, the food manufacturers are pretty smart. They know how to addict you to their foods. And they make you sick. And the drug companies love you sick because the only way drug companies can grow and prosper and increase the level, increase the value of their shares is to sell their product to sick people. If they had no sick people, drug companies would be out of business. But we do need them to a certain extent, but not to influence our daily lives. For an emergency, accidents, injuries, what might be. And of course, many people today have not a good degree of health. So they may, may need a drug to help them through getting them out of the hole that they have dug with their own teeth. You know, we dig our graves with our teeth. So we're in bad shape. And I'm not here to change your life, although I would love to. It's only you can do that. I'd like to see you do that. That's why we're here. To tell you what you can do to change your life, to change your health, to have a better quality of life, to enjoy life later in your years. I'm not going to tell you you can live to be 120. But you can change your life significantly enough that you can have a better quality of life for a longer period of life. You'll feel better in your later years. People today that are elderly are in bad shape. They're frail, weak, can't get out of a chair without assistance, can barely walk. Nursing homes are filled. That's not where we want to go. We want to have a good quality of life in our later years. So today we're going to talk about our featured topic, tart cherry. And we can also talk about childhood obesity. Yes, unhealthiness. Obesity now starts in children. And now we see more cancer and heart disease in children. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in children. Type 2 diabetes in children. And then we'll talk about an herb called berberine. That's B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, berberine. An herb that maybe you know about and maybe you should know about. And why vegetable oils are not from vegetables. And how about delirium? What can we do for delirium? We'll talk about that too. Leg cramps at night. And the best nutrition for the dollar. What is the best food for the dollar? I'll tell you that too later in the program. But let's start off with our featured topic, and that is tart cherry. The health benefits 
of tart cherry. That means sour cherry. Tart cherry contains over 70 different types of polyphenols. And polyphenols are compounds that are found in all plants to a low degree or a high degree, depending on the plant. And they have a both antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory effects. And you know, we all know about inflammation. Inflammation is a very damaging component or process if it's left uncontrolled. Now, inflammation is not bad. Inflammation is always good if it's controlled, kept in check. When we slam our finger in a car door, an injury, we twist, we twist our knee, we sprain an ankle, we're going to see the process of inflammation at work. The area becomes hot to the touch, or at least warm. Red on the flesh of the skin, or the surface of the skin. Pain, swelling, those are all signs and symptoms of inflammation working. And in a week or two, your ankle is fine, your knee is fine, the damage to your finger is fine. So why do we have chronic inflammation? Primarily, we consume a chronic diet of inflammation. Sugar and carbohydrates are inflammatory. They create inflammation in our body. So if you want to reduce any kind of, even a drug, if you're taking drugs like ibuprofen or Tylenol or some NSAID to reduce inflammation, or even a natural like curcumin or boswellia, which are anti-inflammatory. You may need less, far less, if you change your diet to an anti-inflammation diet. Our diet today is pro-inflammatory. That means it starts the inflammation. So unless you put out the inflammation, you can pour all the water on a fire, but if somebody else is on the other end of the fire continuing to start the fire, you're not going to win. And polyphenols are very powerful antioxidants. Now, where does inflammation come from in our body? We started. Our diet influences inflammation. What we really need is a combination of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, and that's what tart cherry does. When we have oxidative stress caused by smoking, look at the damage to the lungs. There's so much damage to the lungs from smoking, the chemicals causing scarring and inflammation of the lungs that eventually we have cancer of the lungs or we have COPD or some other bronchial problem because of oxidative stress or solar radiation, or other 
forms of radiation. Pesticides, chemicals, fungicides, anything that damages the cell, the DNA, or the organs and glands is oxidative stress. And when we have chronic oxidative stress, inflammation goes to that area of the body to try to improve it, to heal it. Because inflammation is a healing process. It's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing when we don't give up the process of causing inflammation. When you slam your door, car door on your finger, you're going to have inflammation. And you're not going to do that again, hopefully. But if you do it over and over and over again, you're going to have over and over inflammation. It doesn't stop because you're doing it over and over again, which is dumb. And that's what we're doing with diet today. The diet is pro-inflammatory. Omega-6 fatty acids in vegetable oil causes inflammation. Carbohydrates and sugar cause inflammation. That's the American diet. But polyphenols are a group of different compounds, bioflavonoids, flavonoids, and oligomeric anthocyanidins, OPCs, put out inflammation. But it'd be much more productive if you stopped producing inflammation and took some anti-inflammatories. And studies on tart cherry have looked at its effects of reducing pain for reducing pain and inflammation associated with a variety of health problems. Now, tart cherry is best known to reduce gout. Gout is a hot pain, swelling, and extreme tenderness in a joint, usually the big toe. Gout occurs when high uric acid levels lead to uric crystal deposits in the joints. And research has shown that daily tart cherry intake can reduce the risk of a gout attack by 30 to 50%. When combined with a prescription drug treatment, the risk of gout attack was reduced by 75%. Now, if you're taking a drug for gout, you get better results when you add tart cherry. And some people have gotten actually better results with tart cherry than they did with the drug. Because tart cherry reduces an agout, agout attack by 30 to 50%. And when adding a drug up to 75%, so 50% of that reduction is from tart cherry. And this is by increasing, by increasing the excretion of uric acid from the body through the kidneys and reducing uric acid levels in the bloodstream. Now here are some more benefits of tart cherry. 
Research has shown that it also has a major effect on reducing arthritis. Here's a study that even after drinking tart cherry juice twice a day, people with arthritis of the knee reported significant reductions in pain and stiffness. Also, it reduces in animal studies the risk of stroke. In an animal study of stroke, tart cherry consumption reduced blood pressure levels as well as helped modulate glucose levels, sugar levels in the blood for an overall reduced risk of stroke. And also, tart cherry repairs soft tissue injuries. It relieves muscle pain and inflammation as effectively as OTC drugs. That means over-the-counter drugs. And without any adverse effects or side effects. And it lowers blood pressure. So combined with tart cherry and reducing sugar, blood pressure comes down to near normal. Lowered systolic blood pressure in men with early stage hypertension was successfully lowered when they took tart cherry. And also, in studies with long distant runners, they had almost 70% less post-exercise pain if they consumed tart cherry juice before a workout. Tart cherry is amazing. So simple, no side effects, highly effective. So how do you use tart cherry? Well, the best dosage is 1,000 milligrams of tart cherry daily. Usually it comes in a 500 milligram capsule and you can use anywhere from two to four capsules daily. And it's standardized for a compound called anthocyan. This is a very specific type of polyphenol. Polyphenol has a, I would say about 8,000 different polyphenols in our foods, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables. And anthocyan is one of those polyphenols and is very effective for reducing pain. So why not use juice? Well, juice does work, but it is like drinking a candy bar. An eight-ounce serving of tart cherry juice has about the same carbohydrate content as a candy bar. And in a juice, they do not standardize for the compound called anthocyan. It is not standardized in juice. The anthocyanins are not stable in juice either. And research shows that the content of anthocyanin declines steadily when the product is on the shelf in grocery stores 
and health food stores. It's better to take a concentrate, powdered concentrate in a capsule, where it is standardized for the content of the anthocyan, and it's shelf stable. It doesn't degrade as a two to three shelf, two to three year shelf life, where juice does not have anywhere near that stability or shelf life. Now, unfortunately, America is overfat. Either overfat, which almost 91% of Americans are overfat, but 50% of Americans are obese. Now, this also has affected our children. More kids are experiencing obesity at a younger age. This is such a shame. Researchers compared two groups of children from kindergarten to the fifth grade, separated by a 12-year gap. So the first group was studied in 1998 to 2004. The second group was studied from 2010 to 2016. And the result of this study by the researchers, even down to kid, kindergarten, can you, can you, wow, unbelievable, what a shame, so sad for America. 27% of the 2004 group were overweight or obese at the start of the study versus 31% of the 2010 group. But the percent of kids who were obese versus overweight increased by 30%. Come on, folks. What are we doing to our kids? In other words, unfortunately, there was a small increase in the total number of kids who were overweight or obese. But the 2010 kids were much more likely to be obese versus overweight. And additionally, the number of kids who were severely obese increased by almost 20%. These are kids. And we wonder why we have more disease in kids today. Now, some kids died from COVID. And they thought they were healthy. There's no health in America. Although past studies have found that children from disadvantaged homes were at a higher risk of obesity. This study found that children from both the highest and the lowest economic households experienced obesity. It isn't just the underprivileged. It isn't from the low-income families. It isn't just from those families that have less 
advantage. They still have a higher risk of obesity, both in the in the either group. So they're all experiencing obesity, whether they suffer from the economic conditions or they have plenty. It's just how we are allowing our children to become obese. What a shame. Well, here's a really good condition to contemplate. Dementia, which is a combination of mental decline, including Alzheimer's disease. There is a high degree of vision loss, which is a risk factor for dementia. And how many people today have a reduced vision common? So vision loss now is linked to increased risk of dementia. Researchers analyzed the data collected from 16 separate studies from over 76,000 people, ages 50 and older. They looked for any link between vision loss and later development of dementia. The results of this study, people who had vision problems at the start of the study were 137% more likely to develop dementia later in life versus people who had normal vision at the start of the study. A recent study on cataracts and dementia found that surgery to treat cataracts reduced the risk of dementia by 29%. The exact reason why brain function and vision are linked is still not really understood, not very clear. But taking steps to preserve your eye health can help keep your brain sharp as well. So my friends, I don't want to finish this little study on vision loss and dementia as we are going into a break time. We only have a few seconds before we have to Take a pause in our program today, but we're not going anywhere. I don't want you to go anywhere unless you need to. If you are, have a fantastic day. Come back to visit us again. But we'll be here to the top of the hour, so don't go anywhere. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally. This is our second portion of the program. We're here to the top of the hour on Terry Talks Nutrition. If you need more information, if you're just hearing this radio program for the first time, I have a website called terrytalksnutrition.com. Go there to learn more. We have a lot of good information there. We have the radio shows that you can listen to anytime you want. You can listen live if you choose. You can read our newsletters. 
that we have archived there for your future reading enjoyment. And also you can subscribe to our newsletter. We have a lot of good information to help you understand more about your health and how to achieve a better quality of life and health. Now we're talking about vision and its effect on dementia. If we have high risk of vision loss, it creates a high risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Now there are nutrients that we can use to improve the quality of our eyesight, like lutein, L-U-T-E-I-N, and xanthine, our carotenoids or carotenoids. Now carotenoids are yellow and orange or red plant pigments, like when you look at a carrot or you look at a red pepper or a yellow pepper. Those are carotenoids that color the plant. And these lutein and xanthine are also carotenoids. And their primary mechanism of action, and as I talked to you before, mentioned before, that we need antioxidants to protect our body and antioxidants protect our vision and actually even prevent the formation of cataracts. And lutein and xanthine are the most significant carotenoids found in the eyes. Reduces the risk of cataracts. Protects against age-related macular degeneration. And helps prevent mild disease from progressing to severe disease. Actually, high intake of carotenoids reduces the risk of macular degeneration by 43%. So guard the macula from damage caused by blue light. Blue light, TVs, any screen, your phone, games, television, all damage your eyes. Computers damage your eyes. And if we don't get enough good fruits and vegetables and other antioxidant supplements, we're going to create more damage. These carotenoids and supplements can protect against blue light damage and many other diseases because oxidative stress is the start of all disease. We have to stop oxidative stress. Even the oxygen we breathe, if uncontrolled, can create damage to the cells and the DNA, organs and glands, and tissues. Now, here's how you protect your eyes. Take a combination of 20 milligrams of lutein, 1,000 micrograms of xanthine with the anthocyanidins from grapeseed, vitamin A, zinc, 
will take care of your eyes. And this form of combination is extremely valuable for improving nighttime vision. People that give up driving at night, they can't see in low-grade lighting. I see many people in restaurants, they need a flashlight or their light on their camera to be able to read the menu. Or when you are in a dark theater and you walk out into the sunlight and you can barely see. This combination improves nighttime vision or dark vision, low light vision. Improves your improves your ability to be able to drive at night more effectively. So take care of your eyes, and it will take care of your brain. We don't know how that works, but there's more research going on. Why that combination? Now here's the herb of the day. You'll want to learn how to use the herb of the day. Here's a new study on this herb called berberine. That's B like in boy. E-R-B like in boy. E-R. So it's B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E. This is for lung cancer. Berberine is a medicinal compound found in barberry, organ grape, and golden seal, and many other plants. Barberry is antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and a very powerful antioxidant. Now, new studies have found it active against breast cancer, liver and prostate cancer, and cervical cancer as well. And more recently, Berberine was tested against lung cancer cells. Reduced lung cancer cell replication by up to 30%. It decreased the activity of proteins that stimulate cancer spreading in the body by 50%. And in a previous study, Berberine reduced lung cancer tumor size by 74%. Berberine is an outstanding herb that I think everyone would want to put into their protocol of good health. It's in mine. How to use berberine? Well, the studies were done with 500 milligrams three times daily. But the problem is Berberine is very limited in its ability to be absorbed systemically. So once you swallow it, it doesn't cross the intestinal tract into the bloodstream. It's not absorbed out of the intestinal tract. Very poor bioavailability. Very poor water solubility. So we don't get very much value out of it. 
And that's why it takes 1,500 milligrams to get a few milligrams in the body. But there is a way to enhance the absorption of Burberry and a way to increase the absorption is by combining it with a simple starch. There's a starch that has been researched since the 1940s that when combined with a substance of choice, you can increase it up to 10 to 18 times. This is a very special plant starch, natural. It's not absorbed. It doesn't have any calories. It doesn't turn to sugar. But once you complex it to the substance of choice, the substance of choice is absorbed 10 to 18 times better. And this starch is called gamma, G-A-M-M-A, gamma, cyclodextrin. So when berberine is complexed to this very selected plant starch, it can increase the absorption 8 to 10 to 18 times. So even just 250 milligrams of berberine complexed or combined with gamma cyclodextrin increases the absorption. You only need one capsule daily. This shows the, you know, you can take a lot of milligrams per day. But the milligrams only count if you can absorb those milligrams of the choice of substance. So absorption, absorption, absorption is everything. Not the strength. Not how much you take. It's how much you can absorb and get into the bloodstream to feed the cells and put out the fire and reduce the oxidative stress. All right, vegetable oils. They really are not from vegetables. It's amazing. Wherever that name came from, I have no idea why they call them vegetable oils. Actually, vegetable oils, the way they are today sold, is actually from grains and seeds, like cottonseed. Cottonseed is not even a food. There's no restrictions on the amount of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides that are sprayed on cotton because cotton is not a food crop. But then they take the seeds and they press the oil out, loaded with toxins, pesticides and chemicals, and they use it in food. Why? Oh, it's dirt cheap. That's why. Soybean oil, dirt cheap. Rapeseed oil, like canola oil, dirt cheap. But they have a very, very high concentration of vitamin, excuse me, of the omega-6 fatty acids. Omega-6 fatty acid is pro-inflammatory. 
We have too much omega-6 in all of our food versus omega-3 fatty acids. We should have a one-to-one ratio. One part omega-6, one part omega-3. We could even probably go as high as two parts omega-6 to omega-3 and still be in balance. But because these oils are so cheap, they use them in all the processed foods, so it's been estimated by experts that we are getting 30 times omega-6 versus omega-3. They're highly refined, chemically altered, and processed. They're treated with chemicals like hexane, a very toxic chemical, and other solvents to extract the oil at a higher percentage. And then they have to use other chemicals to remove the odor of the cooking of the seeds and then pressing them under hydraulic pressure, all increasing damage to the seed oil. They're unstable. They're highly prone to rancidity. They cause inflammation. And so many people just don't understand. You know, I won't eat anything but olive oil, maybe avocado oil. But my stable is olive oil. And if I ever am caught into a restaurant and I want olive oil, I usually ask for it. Would you please bring the olive oil? Nine out of ten times, they bring oil, not olive oil. But they think that any oil is suitable. I want olive oil. So I have been able to find a company that sells very small one-ounce bottles of olive oil. Just a tiny little, it contains about one to two tablespoons per bottle. And I carry that with me. When I travel around the world, I take that with me. I use olive oil because it is stable. It contains the polyunsaturated fats, the monounsaturated fats, omega-9, and it contains very high levels of polyphenols, those compounds that we want that reduce inflammation and reduce oxidative stress. But seed oils like soybean, rapeseed, cottonseed, well, studies have shown that soybean oil found that it causes insulin resistance and increases the risk of type 2 diabetes and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Soybean oil is bad, bad, bad. Now, healthy oils that are cold-pressed without using chemical processing. Example, extra virgin olive oil. The best you can get. And try to get one that after you've tasted it, it leaves a little bit of a sting in the back of your throat. A little peppery taste. Because the peppery taste is a taste of the bioflavonoids, a taste of the polyphenols. And that's really what makes olive oil so special. 
Not only does it have the best oil, omega-9 fatty acid, but it also gives you the polyphenols. But not all olive oils, even though extra virgin olive oils, contain polyphenols. And I'm doing a little bit of research on my own. I've bought a large quantity of individual bottles of olive oil from various companies, and I'm personally testing them to find the ones that I could recommend that have the highest levels of the polyphenols. I'll bring that to you in a future program because I want to do a whole hour on olive oil and why olive oil is a medicine. Yes, it's a food, of course, but it is so medicinal that we should be using olive oil every day as a medicine. In many countries in the Mediterranean area where they consider their diet to be the best diet in the world, and many experts around the world agree with that, and they have pointed out, yes, they eat a lot of fish, a lot of good, healthy vegetables and fruits, nuts, especially walnuts. But they found that two foods stick out with the best way to increase the health of the individual. And that is wine, red wine, not white, red wine and olive oil. These two are consistently in the diets of the Italians, the French, the Greek, the Moroccan, all the people that are consuming a healthy diet have been made more healthy by consuming red wine every day, somewhere between one and three glasses of wine a day, and extra virgin olive oil, high in polyphenols. I'll bring that to you. Uh, I'm working on it, and as soon as I get it done, we're going to do a full hour on why Olive oil is a, is a medicine and why it is such a medicine. Now, here's a new study on delirium. What is delirium? It affects many people today in America. It's confused thinking and disorientation. They are confused. disoriented, and this affects 30% of older adults today. After heart failure, delirium is associated with a significantly increased risk of death. One study found that patients who experienced delirium in the hospital, have up to a 76% increased risk of death. Researchers gave 3 milligrams of melatonin, or a placebo, for 7 days to 500 people, average 68 or over, admitted to the hospital ICU for acute heart failure. Previous research had reported low melatonin levels in people experiencing delirium. And the results versus placebo. When 
patients were reported to have a 25% lower level of delirium. They were based in the melatonin group. So the incidence of delirium was 25% lower in those that were taking melatonin and the length of hospital stay was two days shorter for those taking melatonin. Melatonin is just not for sleep. But it's for almost every metabolic pathway in our body. The total cost of treatment was 10% less for the melatonin group. They recovered faster. They were less confused, less disoriented, and having no adverse effects or safety issues were found. Melatonin, everyone should be taking melatonin every day. And not at nighttime. Nighttime, yes, when you want to sleep better, have a better quality of sleep, take melatonin at night. But if you're taking melatonin for the immune system, for the treatment of cancer, which is quite successful, 28,000 studies on melatonin. 20,000 studies on a variety of conditions. It's a very powerful antioxidant. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory. It's a, it's a powerful immune-supporting product. Anti-cancer. Anti-cardiovascular disease. Many, many conditions are controlled by melatonin. Not just sleep. It's not just for sleep. Yes, it includes sleep because most of the melatonin is secreted at nighttime and that helps the sleep cycle. But if you're treating cancer, many, many doctors today, alternative physicians, are using 20 to 100 milligrams of melatonin to treat cancer patients, especially breast and prostate cancer. Now, I think going up to 20 milligrams of melatonin daily is quite effective and safe. If you were going up to 100 milligrams, I would make sure your doctor was also aware of you taking 100 milligrams daily. They may, they may even balk why you should, but look at the research. Melatonin it is absolutely safe, non-toxic. Now, I hear so many people that have leg cramps. Why do they have leg cramps? Painful legs at night. It wakes up a lot of people, men and women, up to 60% of adults, both men and women, experience cramping pain in the legs. Some call it a charley horse at night. Sudden sun exposure is one of the most common trigger for muscle cramping. Sun triggers a burst of vitamin D production. Vitamin D sends calcium to the bones, leaving less calcium for the soft tissue. And if you are calcium insufficient or deficient, 
it causes even more complications. Now, there's a very effective solution for this problem. Keltium lactate is a very special form of calcium that does not improve bone health, but it's found primarily in the muscle and the soft tissue of the body. It's calcium combined with lactic acid. And if you take 250 milligrams of calcium lactate combined with 50 milligrams of magnesium and six milligrams of zinc, it will replenish the calcium in the muscle tissue to relieve cramping and pain. This is a very excellent combination for making sure there is plenty of calcium in the muscle and the soft tissue. For those people that burn, sunburn easily, I've had people that had very, very fair skin, very, um, they're, they're blonde throughout. And they can go out on a beach in the sun, no sunscreen, when, when they're taking sufficient quantities of the calcium lactate, magnesium, and zinc, it stops the burning of the skin. And those people that maybe they're hiking on their vacation, they're doing a lot of muscle work that they haven't done before, and now they get really sore, they get muscle cramping, it's all due to a lack of calcium lactate. This is a very special form of calcium. And you don't need very much, 250 milligrams, two or three times daily. This is very special. This is work miracles for people that cramp every night, get a Charlie horse every night. This combination works extremely well. Well, my friends, another hour has passed, but I'll be back tomorrow with another hour for you if you'd like to join us again. If you don't, go to church, please. Otherwise, if you want to join me, 8 o'clock Sunday morning, we'll be here till 9, and we'll have more information for you as well. So keep this in mind for you. And remember, everything you do every day influences your health. Think about what you're doing. Say a prayer for this crazy, insane world. And God bless you, my friends. God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.